0: You're listening to the Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And now, here's your host, Cheryl Sosnowski.
1: Cheryl. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here with me on the Powerful Creator Show. So thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for the invitation. I've been
0: looking forward to this.
1: All right. So the first thing I like to ask all of my guests to kick off our conversation is what it means to you to be a Powerful Creator. I'd say being a powerful
0: creator is that we have the opportunity to take an idea, nurture it, and to watch it blossom. And sometimes we have to apply a little fertilizer and do a little pruning. But it's that chance to go from an idea to see something actually being real.
1: The idea, so taking an idea from the whole concept, and when it's just born into your brain and manifesting it into the world, yes, yes. So share with us something, an example of how you've done that in your life. Taken an something that started as an idea and then you've created it into your reality. Oh, I'd say there are just a
0: ton of them. Starting with wanting to get a college education and actually doing that, I worked my way through college, wound up leaving college with no debt, took me a little longer, but I had my degree in accounting. I got an MBA at one point, thought that would be an idea. Worked in a lot of different aspects of finance. And when I finally was ready, I had the idea, you know, I always wanted to learn more about fashion design. So I took that idea, I went back to school and took a number of courses in fashion design and thought, oh, if I had been started this years before, maybe I would have had a career as a designer. So you decided not to pursue something in fashion? Uh, no, I decided not to. I, at that point, I had spent about four decades in finance, and I had left corporate America, and I thought, you know, I was uh, actually, I started the business. I have the reinvention playbook was another. Creator kind of idea, and it was do I want to go back into a highly competitive world, Mm -hmm. or do I want to do something which, in many ways, I find more nourishing to my soul, which is working with others?
1: Oh, I love that. Do you still sew and create outfits for yourself? I actually use my talents
0: more in knitting, I've knit. Knit for decades and
1: decades. So I'm jealous because I love knit. I love, 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 love knit. And people who can, I just am like, wow, I bow to your talent. (laughs) So tell us about the, you mentioned the, your, another creation, which was the reinvention playbook. So let's talk about that and what that is. Well,
0: the reinvention playbook is a concept with the focus of taking your life however it might be and whether it's uh, you're stuck in a spot that you don't want to be. It looks good, but it no longer is what you want. Or something happened. Maybe you got a divorce or a situation interrupted a relationship. Maybe you had a um, problem with debt. And found yourself in a deep hole and needed to change things substantially. Mm. And out of that, and those are situations <laughs> I have found myself in. So it was obviously easy to relate to. And over time, the years that I've been working, I have found certain tools that support people in working through those processes mm. and reinventing their lives. And I love it. When I see the light come on in someone's eyes because they are so excited about the possibility of what could
1: happen. Oh, I love that. That is like a, that's, you know, that is an exciting space and an exciting mindset to be in when you get into that space of possibility. And so often we get stuck, right, in just this narrow, way of thinking, and you can't get outside of the box, and you can't even see outside of the box. So how? what are some of your strategies that you offer or that you even use for yourself to help yourself get out of that rut, out of those stuck ruts? Well,
0: a lot of it starts with taking the time to daydream again to just like when we were young and we could maybe kick back and watch the clouds go by and see the shapes, but it's the, what would you like to have your life look like? And not, you know, not tomorrow or the next day, maybe three or five years from now, just how would it appear? What, who would be in it and what would you be doing After, you know, spending the kind of time doing that, capturing those thoughts and then building a path to that. And a lot of that, you don't always know exactly what you have to do, but you know, at the beginning of it, there are some things you have to do and you can set specific goals and just start a work for them. For instance, if you were deep in debt, maybe it's to a goal is to you envision yourself debt free mm-hmm. and a goal could be to pay off you know a credit card and then what are the things that you need to do in order to do that and I support my the people I work with in working through the process the whole thing whether it's related to that one specifically or or just being able to feel free to daydream
1: i love that feeling free to daydream it's fun to daydream and think about let your mind wander and you know Mm -hmm. i I, when i teach in corporate i i give them permission to do those exact same things in Mm -hmm. workshops and just allow yourself to be completely ridiculous and the most absurd, because mm-hmm. oftentimes in those, those times that we just let ourselves play and let our brains play, then we come up with the, oh, wow, that's actually a really good idea. And what if we, and then you can build on something that becomes tangible, Mm-hmm. It's that
0: that little spark of an idea that you can then nurture and create.
1: Ah, yes. So tell us what you do. What is your job or your your passion? I don't think of it as a as a job because you've obviously reinvented yourself by stepping out of corporate and stepping into what you do now. So tell us about that journey and what you're doing and what led you there.
0: Uh, a lot of what led me here was some of the things that have occurred in my background. Uh, there was a, a point in my life in between a, a couple of corporate jobs that I found myself, I'd lost a job and had a mountain of death and no way to pay it off. And had to go through the whole process of filing bankruptcy Recovering from bankruptcy, creating a way to get out of it, to earn money, which was as an entrepreneur, and then making decisions along the way of how I was going to do life differently. Mm. And some of doing life differently, is some of the mindset work and the inside job stuff. And some of it is just having a relationship with uh, a a higher power, a God, that in those really bleak days, you can lean on something outside yourself for hope and strength and having gratitude for the wonderful blessings that come our way. And as I have had a lot of blessings put in my path and I've had the opportunity to work with others who haven't been quite that way, that I've developed a passion for supporting women and becoming the very best they can be to create their next best chapter
1: A couple of things that you said there just really made my ears just go bing and that, you know, they pick up those little ah ahas and um, I love your next best best chapter and do life differently. And that really made me think of the importance of that, that if you are transitioning and moving yourself out of one one mess that you've made (laughs) for yourself and for your life, that to stay out of that, from not repeating that. It's so important to do something differently, to do life differently. And what does that look like? Let's talk about like when you, you know, you file bankruptcy, ups, bankruptcy, that's really difficult. And I haven't personally, but I know people who have, and it's such a hard mm-hmm. thing to go through and the rebuilding and the mindset and the, let's talk about the, the whole thing. When you start to, when you really want to change something that you've done and that you've created, or not even intentionally, just by life. Life happens and things happen. And, um, you know, you get to that space where you know you want to recreate, you want to do something different. And it's just everything's falling apart. And then when you start to put it back together, everything's just a mess. So let's talk about that phase because a lot of people, I think that's where. Um, I know I did for a lot of years is like, that was the space instead of continuing that I would just give up. And I'm like, this is just too much. It's too overwhelming. And I'd rather not deal with it. And, um, I know that's common. So what is your, what's your strategy for dealing with those kinds of things? But all that. Well, some of it, as,
0: as you were talking, what comes up for me is there is, um, A quote which I attribute to a woman, Rosabeth Cantor, Rosabeth Moss Cantor, who said, change looks like chaos in the middle. And I have seen that happen so many times, whether I was working on a project for, you know, the company I was working for or uh, something in my own life, but it's, it's that you're in the middle of moving from one spot to another. Mm. And it just looks like, Oh, this, this is never going to work out. It's, Like cleaning the garage when you take everything out and you put it on the driveway and and you look around, the garage might look great because it's empty, but then you've got all that stuff sitting there and you have to make the individual decisions about each of them. Do they go back where they were? Do you find a new home in the garage, Mm -hmm. a new home outside the garage or just throw it away? It's like that when your life in many ways is you're in that transition and you really have to look at it. And, and each thing that you used to do by habit is now something to be questioned and look at differently.
1: One hundred percent. And that's not easy to do on your own. And that's where having a coach is invaluable. Yes. And that's
0: how I support the women that I work with and, you know, some very intelligent
1: men as well. <laughs> <laughs> you help them with the messy bits and or and deciding what needs to stay, what needs to go. hmm, And and it's it's Part of that, that
0: plan of what is the end objective. Mm. And sometimes when you can look at the end objective, the decision in the moment is, is easier. And sometimes you really have to think through what's important.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who is your ideal client? Tell me about the person who's ideal that you really enjoy working with and helping to transform their lives. Uh,
0: Usually she's a a professional woman or an entrepreneurial woman. She may be in her mid to late forties and looking at the next chapter in her life and she wants something different for whatever reason than she she has right now Mm -hmm. and she isn't certain exactly what the next steps are and is willing to make the investment of time energy and money in herself
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah And be ready, right? That's like that you have to be, you have to really be ready for, I remember when I hired my coach um, last year and I had never worked with one before, but I got to that point where I realized that I was at this edge of growth and I by myself could not get myself beyond it. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't see what it was. I had a block and I really described it to her the first time I spoke to her as, I don't know why I hired you. I just know that I have this wall around in front of me, and I don't know what's on the other side of it, and I don't know how to get around it, and I don't know how to take it down. I just know it's there. And um, you mm-hmm. know, like a lot of women, a lot of people, not just women, get stuck in that. You know, you've gone as far as you can go, and now you need a map or a guide or something to help you navigate. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And
0: it's it's in some ways I've heard it described as, the thinking that got you here is not the thinking that will move you forward. And you, if you've been thinking one way for ever, changing your thinking needs support, needs uh, someone to present maybe different ways of doing things and to support you along the way when it just feels so foreign and uncomfortable. Mm. And it's also where the, you know, faith and reliance on that uh, higher power or God
1: mm. sometimes just is what's called for in the moment. Yeah, that is, oh my gosh, 100%. And I remember, you know, she had told me that, you know, you have to, for me, because I'm very, I was very controlling and I like to know a plan ahead. And I like to know the outcomes and, and, um, have definitive ideas. And she was like, you know, you have to really be willing to step into not knowing. And that was really hard for me to step into not knowing, but then that piece, you know, it's like, when you try out the faith a little bit, I feel like you try a little bit of faith and then that helps it to grow.
0: It does. It does. It's kind of like, oh, I turn this over to you and you did a good job with that. Now I'll let this, (laughs) this, I'm willing to let this go. I I know everything I let go of Mm. has claw marks on it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But
0: when I finally let it go, it's like, oh, why did I hold on to that for so long?
1: Yeah, I've had that same experience where I, you know, you, I put it down and then I'm like, oh my gosh, I put that thing down and I really created so much space in me for so many other things Mm -hmm. that I couldn't have known or predicted or planned or people or all of the ways, you know, that once we, I feel like when we get into alignment, that, Mm -hmm. And And tell me if this is if your experience too, when you get into alignment that it seems like it instead of struggling so much, you kind of just start to flow, and what is meant to be for you allows to flow into your life so much easier. yes, and it it
0: feels as if coincidentally, just what you needed is put in your path or you have an opportunity just pop up unexpectedly that was so perfect it's that letting go and being in motion so the opportunities appear
1: yeah. Oh, I like the being in motion so that the opportunities appear. And I think a lot of people forget that part with, you know, with all the stuff about law of attraction that's out there. And sometimes I'll read it and I'm like, they're forgetting about the You, you need to act and put things in motion. You can't just sit around and wait. Yes, exactly.
0: Uh, there was a, um, um, meditation program that Deepak Chopra and Oprah Wimfrey had done. And Deepak was talking about hope and, and I'll misquote this, but that hope can bring, give you anything, but to be effective, it requires action. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I would say that hopeful. Action that leads to a mistake is not is better than doing nothing. And I and I think that mistakes are I like the word mistake. It's like it's mistake. You mistook something and you can yes. do it. And now you know how to do it better because now you've learned something from it. Yes,
0: it is, it's really not failure. It's just more information.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You either know not to do it that way again, or you know, well, it's like cooking. You you tried a recipe and it, it turned out okay, but it was missing
1: something. So the next time you'll add something a little different. Add a little pinch of something else in there. I remember hearing a story about Sarah Blakely, who is the founder of Spanx. And she said that when she was young growing up, this entrepreneurial spirit was really um, put into them it by their by her parents, and that at dinner time they would sit around the table, and their her dad would ask, "What did so What did you fail at today?" Like they championed mm-hmm. failing at something, and I love that mindset.
0: It is a great mindset because when we are afraid of failing, we get so frozen that we don't take sometimes any action because it might be the wrong one.
1: Yeah. And it's, and I think that that's where working with a coach is so important to be honest about your vulnerabilities and your fears. Hmm. Yes. Those good things. Absolutely. And
0: I have a coach. I've had a number of coaches and I have more than once come screaming up against some of the things that I have been most afraid of. And instead maybe of saying, oh, they're there now. Now you don't need to do that. What I've heard is keep going because you are just right at the wall before a breakthrough. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like what? I can't quit. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing you want to do at those moments. Right. It's-
1: Seriously. Just
0: keep going.
1: Yeah. And it, you know, in that Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, I'm sure you've read that book. It has the story about the man who gave up three feet from the gold. And so I always have that mindset of like, when, oh my gosh, maybe I'm three feet from the gold. I don't want to quit now. But when do you know when it's actually time to move on? When do you know, like, what's the difference? <sighs> that is such a great
0: question. And it's one of those that it's looking at how much time, how much energy, how much money have you put into something and you keep looking for the next thing, you keep looking at the next thing. And it's where having outside advisors, whether it's a coach, a, a tax accountant, an attorney, to have a conversation with and to check your goals, your intentions up against the reality of what's going on. And then with that additional outside input to make an informed decision.
1: Mm, Such a great answer. Such a good answer. Well, share with us what you do, Sherry, what your business is and where people can find you. Well, it's the Reinvention Playbook. And you can find
0: me on my website, the reinventionplaybook.com. I have a free ebook. It's uh, three steps to reinvent you from stuck to excited and fulfilled. That's available on my website. I and I've given you a link so you can put that in the information. Yeah, nice. And if you want to have a conversation with me, I've also given Reverend Cheryl a link to put in the notes so you can get in touch with me, or you could find
1: that on my website as well. Oh, wonderful, Sherry. I know as a woman who has reinvented herself As you have and more probably more than one time and we shared a little bit of our personal histories and backstories about um, not everything being so perfect and I really appreciate Mm -hmm. that about you and your um, I feel like as a coach and when you want to step into that role of coaching and especially women who are in this midlife. Time like you know, like I'm in now that a lot of us are like, wow, okay, my kids have left for college, or now I'm getting divorced, or now I want a career change, or whatever it may be. There's something this major transition that happens where everything changes. And so, as a woman who has done that yourself, what is a piece of advice or a piece of I don't like advice, so let's take that word back, but a a piece of words of wisdom and guidance that you can offer for women who are just standing on that precipice of everything's about to be different. And I feel terrified.
0: It's normal to feel terrified and you aren't alone. There are others who have gone through it and there are people who can support you when you're willing to reach your hand out and ask for help.
1: Mm, beautiful. Yeah. You don't have to stand there and pretend like you have it all together when everything's really falling apart. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Definitely not because that's how you fall apart inside and become a mess. Yeah. Yes. And, and things may
0: actually get worse because you haven't asked for some help. And whether it's a coach, whether it's me, another coach, maybe a therapist or someone else who's been there before.
1: Yeah. The wisdom and the, and the empathy and the compassion and the understanding and the knowing and all of those things that come yes. having being a little bit further down the road and you can now turn back and, and be willing to be a guiding light.
0: Yes, absolutely. And as my mother used to tell me, and this too shall pass.
1: Oh, yes. My favorite words. I, <laughs> say that, I say that all the time. I say it in good times and in bad times. Exactly. Yeah, I say it when things are great to remind me to really check in and appreciate and just suck it all in and then also obviously when things are crappy then I'm like oh this too shall pass (laughs)
0: yes and when things are good to acknowledge them that Uh, you know that's where gratitude practice to literally count your blessings on a regular daily basis just is so helpful
1: yeah it really is and what you give gratitude expands yeah
0: Mm -hmm. it does
1: uh, well, Sherry, it was so lovely talking with you and I can't believe this half an hour has flown by so fast. Oh, is it gone? I know. Is it, that gone? Happened? <laughs> <laughs> it goes by so fast when you get into a great conversation with, with someone like you, who just, you have so much knowledge and wisdom and generosity of spirit. And um, I think you're an amazing woman. So I highly recommend you as a coach and i um, put your links and everything underneath the show notes and people can find you. Oh, thank you so much. It's
0: been a delight to be here. And you are so great for creating this space for others to gain so much information. You've been listening to thank the you. Powerful Creative Show I with Cheryl Sosnowski. I love talking to subscribe people. Subscribe at iTunes my or moms, go to ch- PowerfulCreatorShow.com. Chit-chat with everybody in the grocery store and everywhere I go. I may as well chit-chat so with so people and share with episodes. other people. <laughs> Have a powerfully creative day.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, thank you, Sherry. I appreciate your time. And happy holidays. I see your tree behind you. So Thank you and happy holidays to you as well. Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.